You listen to me. You're Nick fucking Woo Cage! Hello and welcome to the Nick fucking Woo Cage cast. My name is Rob Humphrey and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Cat <laughs> Valor. Cat, how are you? good how are you i am good i can't speak tonight but that's okay um uh we ended up having to take an, an extra week off that we did not plan uh because you were not feeling well and did not have a voice yeah it was it was weird i was not feeling well most of last week mm-hmm. um and i actually woke up feeling better and i was like this is great but i you know walking around made breakfast you know uh went to say something out loud for the first time and it was just like squeaking and it's like (laughs) that's not good (laughs) yeah that happened to me uh not that long ago i had a a voice that was just a whisper and nothing more um which is really bad in my line of work um yeah yeah but so anyway that's that's all right though we you know there's there's not a lot of requirements for this uh to do this but but being able to talk is is one of them that's the one yeah (laughs) it's actually really kind of pretty much the only one yeah Uh, i think uh you know because you the other one you would think is watching the nick cage movies but i think in a pinch you could maybe fake that right (laughs) (laughs) quite possibly you could we we haven't had to we almost did for the boy in blue but (laughs) yeah yeah i thought we might have to we might have to just uh, try to read a synopsis of that one and go with it but (laughs) we found it Thanks to did thanks you, to our friend Chris. Did you see? I should maybe save this for the new segment. But did you see? There's like another uh, rowing sports movie. No. I really thought it was going to be they. Um, I saw it on my YouTube ads, and I don't. I can't for the life of me remember what it was called. I really thought it was going to be a Boy in Blue rem- remake. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? But it's called like the Boys in the Boats or something. Oh, oh that, let's see. That's worse. a worse title than the Boy in Blue. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of news, Nick Cage news. Well, the last time we recorded, we had a story that said uh, he might be slowing down as far as making movies. Yeah. Um, and then uh, after that, after we had recorded, I saw a story that said that he was interested in doing what the uh, the article said uh, was a or deemed a prestige television show. So I'm guessing he's looking at. He would like to be in a television show and like, you know, we, you're thinking HBO, like Secession or Sopranos or something like that, um, which I, I'm not opposed to. I'd love to watch Nicolas Cage weekly in a television show. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, and then I guess, was it what, two, three days ago or something? I don't remember when um, the big story was Nicolas Cage now says he has three or four movies left. Not enough movies. Yeah. Really concerned about that. Yeah, um, I still don't know that I believe it, um, you know, but we'll see. I, 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 I just, there's something about Nicolas Cage to me that says, even if he does say, I'm done, I'm not doing anymore, I feel like he's going to go away for a few years and then he's going to want to come back. I feel like he would have a tough time not working. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe if the show is really successful, uh, you know, and that's just enough for him, it, he could do cameos on other shows, but I just, I have a tough time imagining him just retiring. Yeah. Yeah. Unless like you said, he took on some crazy hobby or something. Yeah. I, get, I, I, I don't even know what that hobby like, would be. I, I could see him having like 
a show where someone comes and interviews him mm-hmm. about his weird hobby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what, I, like in my mind, I'm just thinking like some sort of, uh, some form of like extreme beekeeping, whatever that is, you know? <laughs> oh, see, um, I was thinking like dioramas. I was okay, thinking oh, you yeah. like go into Nick Cage's basement and there are just like full scale, like oh, yeah, universal think- monster movie sets or yeah. something <laughs> like he's a wild card. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You never really know. But uh, anyway, that's what he's saying right now. I, I don't know. Um, hopefully it's not true. Uh, or maybe I, I don't think he would say it if, if if he didn't feel that way, but hopefully he doesn't feel that way for long. Maybe, you know, maybe he's just giving us a chance to catch up and then <laughs> sure. yeah. people have a right to change their mind though. Um, that is the only Nicholas cage news that I had though. I don't know if you've got anything else. I don't have any Nick cage news, but I do have a Nick cage meme oh. that I'm going to share with you. I, I know we don't really have a good, uh, visual platform for no. the, uh, for the listeners, but I, I will uh, describe it a little bit. Uh, someone adopted a shelter cat that looks exactly like Nicolas Cage. Uh, <laughs> I think he should be our new mascot. <laughs> he does. Yeah, I can see it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, and that, the- <laughs> someone sent this to me today and I was very pleased. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty funny. All right. Well, good for that person for getting a Nicolas Cage look like cat. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite part also, like when people send me stuff for Slasher, I know that it's because I'm a co-host of Slasher Radio. When uh-huh. people send me Nicolas Cage stuff, I don't know if it's because I do this show or if it's just unrelated. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's well, I can tell you, having seen the numbers for this show, I'm guessing it's unrelated. <laughs> There are not very many people that know that this show exists. <laughs> uh, and I'm okay with that. Like, I feel like it's a, it's a cool little uh, thing for people to find. Yeah. You know? it's, a, it's a hidden gem. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hidden. <laughs> um, all right. Are we ready to talk about 1995's Kiss of Death? Yes. <laughs> Jimmy, I'm a dead man. I know you don't want to be involved, but I don't know what else to do, all right? I'm your blood cousin, Jimmy. I'm your blood cousin. You know that. Please don't let this happen. You want a little air on this? Give me some names. There is no way on God's green earth that you can tell me that you did not know the guy who got you into this mess. I've got no reason to lie. Everybody's got a reason to lie. Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger, right? Whatever don't, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Whatever don't kill you, right? I like that. Did you ever hear of a little Junior Brown? It looks like little Junior's moving up in the world. Cars, drugs, guns. He's buying everything he can get his hands on. Big Junior. That's one of those expressions like jumbo shrimp. Oh my, the cars. And I take them all, except that Explorer. What's the matter with the Explorer? It's red. Red's my bad luck color. I ain't got nothing to do with red. Are you a man of honor? Sure. 24. If I serve him up, Jeez, what you been eating? Would you say to me now, you will cut me loose for all time? Absolutely. Do you want my hand on it or something? 
you take that wow one more time, I'm personally going to beat you to death. Maybe the next time you lay a hand on me, it won't be such a one-way beating. Ronnie, I want you to listen to this. An oldie but goodie. The time has come for everyone to clean up their own backyard. Hey, the bass is too heavy, yo. This mother smells scared, Junior. You can do nothing, man. You got something to say. I will do whatever I have to do to protect me and mine. Don't push, all right? It's been a hard week. All I want now is what I had in my life before you and them. Now is not the time, my man, but I'm gonna see you real soon. See me now. Tomorrow, just come by the bar. We should have a conversation about life and stuff. Kiss of Death was released April 21st, 1995. Uh, it had a budget of $40 million. Oh, and it made, boy. Yeah. Um, it, uh, it had a box office of $14.9 million. That feels high also. Um, yeah. I'm still reeling over the $40 million because um, I saw the movie. Yeah. It doesn't look Where like a $40 million movie. Where did that go? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think maybe uh, some of it probably went to the cast, although it's got a lot of names in it, but nobody, they're not in it for a long time. That's the thing. Yeah, like Helen Hunt is in it, Samuel L. Jackson, Michael Rappaport, uh, Stanley Tucci, Vin, R- Vin Rames. Vin Rames is hardly even in the thing. He's in, like, what, two scenes or something? Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I mean, David Caruso stars in it. I mentioned the when we talked about it last week briefly that he was a big star on television at the time in NYPD Blue, and this was supposed to be the movie that was going to... He, he quit NYPD Blue because he wanted to be a movie star, and this was supposed to be the movie that was going to launch him uh, into movie stardom. Obviously, that didn't happen. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, without jumping too far ahead, having watched this movie, I, it didn't happen for a lot of reasons, but mainly because he can't <laughs> act um <laughs> no I, and that's so i had forgotten that we had talked about him being a big tv star at the time i it felt like he was doing tv acting i don't yes. know how to describe it better than that like and, and, it it wasn't even that it was bad it was but it was more that it was like out of place yeah i think you you can if you watch this movie it's very easy to see how he got the role on CSI Miami as the guy who says something over dramatic, looks at the camera and takes his glasses off, you know? Yes. Like, cause that's what he's doing this entire movie. <laughs> and you know what? That works for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it's anyway, uh, let's talk about Nicholas cage in uh, uh, kiss of death because, uh, well, give me your thoughts. Okay, so I did not love Nicolas Cage in this. I it's hard because I, and we'll talk about this again. Obviously, when we do the bees, they did not utilize Nicolas Cage correctly most of the time. He wasn't on screen enough. He got to play like kind of a cool concept villain that we never see enough of. Mm-hmm. You know, he had you could tell that there were a lot of layers 
to the character in theory but we never like got to see enough of him doing villainous stuff that it felt like it mattered like he just he was worked in poorly i think that was the movie's fault and not necessarily his fault but he didn't you know we've seen we have movies on this list where he's been there for like 30 seconds and he's had i think a little bit more presence than he had in some of the scenes here that being said all of my favorite moments in this movie are just weird choices that it feels like he had to make case in point being when he is like deadlifting the exotic dancer yes when he is bench pressing the stripper in the strip (laughs) club i went i love this i love i want a movie of just this i now want the Nicolas Cage workout <laughs> video that is just him doing different exercises with exotic dancers because this is incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, that was my favorite scene in the movie. I, I had two favorite scenes. They're both Nicolas Cage scenes. That was my favorite. I, n- no notes on that scene. Yeah. Like That was just an exceptional choice. And I think that's how we're introduced to his character. Like, Is that uh, the first time he shows up? Oh no, because he's at the um, he's at the dock funeral. or the oh the oh not the, yeah not the dock but I don't know I, this movie's uh, not good but he's <laughs> he we see him at least one other time before that yeah we see him like outside the the truck yeah yeah when they when they go with the trucks it's very brief though that that, that time um that uh, all that scene does is it, it it establishes him as a hothead yeah you know because he beats <laughs> up some guy or whatever um. I kind of felt the opposite. I mean, I, I I do agree with you that he's not he doesn't get enough screen time in this movie. But boy, I think the screen time he does, he makes the most out of. It's just so much fun. Um, he's you know, like you said, he's bench pressing the exotic dancer at the, at the strip club, and he's he's just acting nuts. He's talking about stupid acronyms that he's created for himself and stuff, and he's and he's doing that Nicolas Cage thing where you have to know that. As he's saying the dialogue about the acronym that he's created for himself, which is B-A-D, yeah. uh, and I don't remember what it stands for. Um, um, yeah. It's something like, uh, I don't know, balls, attitude, and driven or something stupid. Direction, I don't remember. I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember. Anyway, um, y- y- he has to know that it's stupid, that he, this dialogue that he's saying, but he sells it 100% like Nicolas Cage <laughs> always does. Um. And yeah, I just I, I really enjoyed watching him in the, in this movie, and, and I do agree we don't get him. This would be a much better movie if it's centered on his character. A hundred percent. Yeah, uh, because there's way too much David Caruso <laughs> not knowing how to act in a movie going on. But I really, really enjoyed Nicolas Cage in this one. I wish um, I because I just I feel like a lot of the like the acronym I think was really cool, but it felt like there were. A lot of jumps you know where it was like it, i felt like it was asking me to fill in a lot of blanks here yeah because he he has the whole thing with the acronym but then the acronym is like everywhere like it's it's being graffitied on the yeah. guy's door and yeah. like written on his kid's face that's what i was gonna and say it was like, graffitied on his daughter's face at one point <laughs> <laughs> what i what i would love what what I wanted to see was the like a descent into madness where his character starts graffitiing kids' faces yes. and less of the like casual because I 
it felt like there was kind of that we see that a lot in Nick Cage movies where he starts as kind of like an oddball character who bench presses <laughs> exotic dancers and then he descends into like a very angry fever pitch by the end it felt like we got to see all his calm collected moments like even as the fever pitch was going like yeah. Because we can tell that he's getting increasingly like paranoid and unhinged from the actions that mm -hmm. uh, Caruso's like showing us that he's done, but we don't get to see like him actually doing those things, and that drove me crazy. Yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I still had a lot of fun with it. Um, we talked about David Caruso already for the most part. He's just he's just not good in this movie. Um, I, and I'm not even sure, like, I don't, I don't think his performance was good in this, but I no. also don't think it was a hundred percent his fault. We, we talked a lot about like, I, I feel like there are other movies that we've had this discussion with, where it's been like the exact opposite Zandali, maybe mm -hmm. being a good one where it's like nothing happened in that fucking movie <laughs> too much happened in this one. Yeah. Very much the same effect. Because it's like, we don't, it, it doesn't let you sit with a scene, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, now he's getting back into the business, and now the cop's been shot, and now he's back in prison, and now he's like, and, and, you know, and he remarries, like, the day he gets out of prison, but we never see any of that relationship with right. the other woman, you know? Like, yeah. the last we saw him, he was still, like, trying to figure out his wife's murder or yeah but does he marry his wife's sister or something or... i don't know that's weird. i did not know who the fuck that woman i was. think it, I, thought... I, I was under the impression it was his wife's sister which look i get technically there's nothing wrong with that but it just seems it's weird, weird man and i wasn't sure that they were related because like the sister always refers to her as like i can't i don't remember the wife's name but she always refers no. to her as the wife's mom instead mm -hmm. of like her mom <laughs> which made me wonder because it's like that's a really weird way to refer to your own mom but then they're oh. living together so then yeah. i was like what <laughs> yeah i don't know maybe it wasn't her sister i don't know that, that there's a lot of that kind of stuff in this movie that didn't that, it, the, i guess here's the thing with david caruso if you're trying to launch your movie star career this is a really bad movie to pick yeah like yes. I, you know, there there <laughs> had to be because he was NYPD Blue at the time was a big deal, and he was the star of that show. And so when he said he was going to quit and because he wanted to do movies, it wasn't like this, uh, you know, like you know, laugh out loud, funny idea that was you know ridiculous because the guy was already a big TV star. Why in God he had to have other options? Why in God's name he picked this? I don't know. <laughs> um. I probably because of the amazing surrounding cast yeah right? <laughs> like, yeah i mean that that could be um I don't know. And, and speaking of that uh, the rest of that cast i mean helen hunt um she's fine in it right like i didn't have a problem with her yeah. she's I, not in I it i guess she's not in it very much not enough to really make a difference um it also has samuel l jackson and he's just i mean he's samuel l jackson he's amazing his character sucks in this movie though his character was so bad but he, like he he had the potential to be really good but again we don't get to see those moments that would have been cool for him mm -hmm. uh yeah, it, to oh. me his character felt all over the place yeah like one minute he hated david caruso and then the next minute they were working together and then the next minute he was gonna bash his head in like it was and then the next minute he's like i can bring my daughter around for play dates with your daughter like what the fuck what is it with this guy <laughs> 
And then we never get to see the plate. It, like, yeah. <laughs> it just, it hops around because you can tell that they wanted it to be, like, an emotional moment where those right. two bond over their kids. But it, it just tells us that it's going to happen and then it moves on to the next thing. And it, it feels very disjointed. And, and I think, uh, I think just having more time with the characters because Samuel L. Jackson could have had an amazing character arc with it's weird to say with caruso in this because uh, because of the acting but that would have been a story like the two of them stuck together in like a witness protection situation and Mm. the whole movie could have been that and that would have given us more time with those two or the whole movie could have been about Nicolas cage and we could have had more time with him or like you could have chosen any element of this and just put the whole I was going to say 90 minutes. This was closer to two hours and you yep. really felt it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have cut down the time and I would have put it all on the same, like 24 hours of this story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care which 24 hours. Yeah. What, what, how you, the only, here's how you make this movie better. You cut everything else out and you just have it a movie about Samuel L. Jackson's cop character chasing Nicholas Cage's criminal character. That would have been so good. That That's all been. I need. I don't need any and, of this other stuff. And then the side plot could have been the bench pressing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, it also has Michael Rappaport in a small role. Um, I'm not even sure Michael Rappaport's acting in this movie. I think that's just Michael Rappaport. <laughs> um, Ving Rhames is in two scenes. Always great, but it's two scenes. doesn't matter. Um, Stanley Tucci has a bigger role in this than he did in It Could Happen to You. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that was nice. I liked him in the movie. Um, his characters, whatever, but I, I did I did like him in the movie. So it does have a great cast, uh, but it's just, it falls short of being a great movie uh, because it's convoluted. And I think part of the reason it has so many uh, big names in it is because there's so many characters because there's so much going on and it could be simplified and be a much better movie. That's the thing. It's so there's so much unnecessary backstory. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like it's a very simple premise of a movie where it's like the investigators are forcing a guy to be an informant. And that's like that is the core premise of this. Right. And they could have done that in so many other ways but it's like we have to have the whole history of like how he gets involved in the crime to go back to prison and just Mm -hmm. uh, there's just so there are so many things in this that just feel like extra information and the whole thing with his wife and his cousin and and all that the you know that that feels like something that that didn't have to go on as long as it did you know I, i yeah um it could have started with him getting out of prison and I would have had the same amount of context, yeah. but then there's like, but then they completely gloss over stuff. Like I wasn't entirely sure that that was the wife's sister. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I thought she was, but I, I could be a hundred percent wrong on that. That was just the impression that I had. Um, and I thought it was weird that he was marrying her, but you know, what do it's I know? weird either way because <laughs> she was, well, it's weird. Cause She's also, if she's not the sister, I, I just found out it's balls, attitude, direction. That's what BAD stands for. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it feels weird e- either way because she's like the sister. She's either the, his dead wife's sister or she's the kid upstairs who used to come down and babysit for him. 
either way it's weird i yeah, yeah i thought she was the kid upstairs was pretty yeah. much my understanding of this um and i don't know if that's true I, and stuff like that could have made a huge difference in like how cohesive this movie was and the thing with the cousin i felt like never got really resolved also it was just like he was mad about it and then he turned informant and moved on you know like that wasn't really yeah i i mean i guess i I assumed they killed his cousin they did kill his cousin but then like but we don't have any wrap-up from his side like does he know that they killed his cousin yeah 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 we don't get to see that scene no was that his plan yeah that was his plan that's what i took away from it because he goes in and he tells him that his cousin was involved in these crimes he rats basically everybody out who was involved in the crimes including himself so that he wouldn't be suspicious and then somehow he gets word out that he, it was his cousin who ratted. I don't remember exactly. It was some convoluted thing. Okay. And so then they killed his cousin. I see. Um. Also, at the end, he drives off in a, a stolen car. And nobody says anything. <laughs> like it just the cops, the DA, everybody's there, just wa- like watching him drive off in a stolen vehicle, and nobody says anything. It, I didn't understand that at all. Especially because the DA is actively like trying to it, it is being threatened by him at that point, and it's like, wouldn't you, wouldn't you arrest him again? He's in a stolen right. car. <laughs> what are you doing? And then, yeah. uh, there's like that nodding look of approval from Sam Jackson at the end too, where it's like, no, he just yeah. <laughs> he took that car. <laughs> Yeah, just nod. Yeah, like nodding and waving as he drives <laughs> off in a stolen vehicle that nobody says anything to him about. It's very weird. Um, big kudos to Samuel L. Jackson, by the way. The character, his character at the beginning, gets shot in the face. Yeah, and uh, oh, at one, yeah, at one point during the movie, um, when he's talking, he mentions something about how his eye leaks constantly. Yeah, and that seems like the kind of thing that a lesser actor would say and then just sort of throw away but throughout the movie you constantly see him dab in his eye like he never lets it go no and there are a couple shots i i thought it was just that one scene but it came back a couple times after that where you can see that he's like that there are actually tears there too you know yeah um i i don't know if i noticed that but i, I wouldn't be surprised he's he's just great Sandwich. put him in everything put him in everything i Man, we talked about this for Amos and Andrew. I would love to see Nick Cage and Samuel L. Jackson right. in a good movie together. I know, right? They were in Amos I, I and Andrew. I have to say good movie <laughs> because I asked for another movie last time and I got this. <laughs> yeah. This yeah, it's it, Yeah, it's 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 upsetting because I would like to see them in a in a good movie together. Yeah. Um but, but yeah, he I, did an incredible job. And it's like I was saying, like the premise for his character is cool. The thing with the eye is really cool. The mm-hmm. shot in the face cop who comes back to the force, you yeah. know, and to finish the job, I think is a really cool concept. Yeah. And he but again, his character is so unevenly written that it it's kind of weird to watch. Yeah. Too. It's I don't know. That, that that I think that's the biggest problem with this movie is the script seems to be a bit of a mess. Um because I I do think I guess most of the performances are good. David Caruso is not, not in so this much. movie. Um <laughs> but most of the other performances are good. 
Uh, but but yeah, the, the screenplay is it's a mess. It's all over the place. Um, I'm still trying to figure out whether or not that was his wife's sister or not. I can't. I was hoping like it would come up in the Wikipedia description of the movie or something, but I don't I don't see it anywhere. So I don't know. Wikipedia um, also doesn't know who yeah, she is. <laughs> they're not sure either. Uh, I can tell you um, that David Caruso was nominated for a Razzie Award for Worst New Star for this movie and Jade. Um, what is Jade? Jade is like um, a basic instinct sort of knockoff, one of those sort of erotic thrillers. Also, who won the Razzie? <laughs> I can tell you he lost to okay. Elizabeth Berkley for her performance in Showgirls. Really? Yes. All right. <laughs> so, um, Nicolas Cage, it seems, got good reviews from most people for this movie. I think um, that's fair. But the movie did not fare well. Although surprisingly, of uh, out of forty reviews, it has a sixty-eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which seems high. That's insane. Yeah. What? How? <laughs> yeah. Oh so I don't know. Maybe people like this movie. Cinema score. The cinema score. The from the audience is a B minus. I don't think they should like this movie. <laughs> I I can't tell them not to, but right. I think they're wrong. I I had a tough time sitting through this one. <laughs> yeah. Because it just, it felt long. I wasn't invested in most of the things that were happening. Yeah. Um, it does. It does feel like a long movie. Um, I will say this for the movie though, because I had seen this one before I saw it when it came out, like, I'm sure I rented it at Blockbuster or something uh, not long after it, it hit home video. Um, and I remembered hating it. Like, I thought it was really stupid. Um, and I didn't hate it as much this time as I did before. Um, that doesn't mean I liked it. I just didn't hate it as much. <laughs> uh, like, it was better than my memory of it being. Uh, but that's, that's good at least <laughs> yeah uh, but again not saying much because my memory of it was not was not uh uh very i just don't remember it being a very good film um and i i imagine i can't uh think of another circumstance in which i'll find myself watching kiss of death again <laughs> although you own this one so you can watch it anytime i do you now want. own this one yeah i had to go searching the internet for it and Thank you to whatever YouTuber, I'm sure, illegally <laughs> uploaded it to their account. I was able to watch it. <laughs> I, uh, so I got this. It, this is the wildest box set I've ever gotten. It was the Nicolas Cage box set. Uh, it had Trapped in Paradise, Kiss of Death, and Raising Arizona. I got it for $10. I honestly think I might have been better paying the 15 it would have cost me just to get Raising Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that I want either one of these other two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I could see that. I mean, of those movies, Raising Arizona is the only, other, the only one I would watch over, over again. Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I bought Raising Arizona uh, after we did that episode, and I watched it. Um, That's a good I, movie. I've been picking up some of the uh, the Nicolas Cage movies as we go along, the ones that I really like. Um, although there have been a couple that I did really like that I just can't be found right now on Blu-ray or whatever. That's really frustrating. I'm still thinking. Uh, I haven't been getting them for the most part. I did buy the uh, the digital version of Birdie mm -hmm. instead of renting it, which was a good call. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I, the only one that has like really stuck with me so far, I'm still thinking about buying a copy of Moonstruck. I picked that up. Yeah. I picked up the Criterion, the Criterion sale. I wish yeah. I had done it during the sale. Cause that was, that was a good price. Yeah. All right. Um, is there anything sale. else we need to say about uh kiss of death? Uh, I talked about my one favorite scene. I, I did want to briefly mention my other favorite scene. Oh yeah. Uh, which was, I really liked the scene where they bring over the guy that was harassing the dancer to Nick Cage. Uh, and, and he asks for the cigarette to be lit. And there's just like that really tense moment. Right. He tells him to put know, his hand on the table and not to take his hand off the table. And, you know, it, there are a lot of really, I think the editing was really good in that scene. The pacing was really good in that scene. It was mm -hmm. some of the best performances that they really focus on the light of that cigarette. And then we get to see the guy come out in his underwear. And it was yeah. like, that is not where I thought that was going. No, it, it really leads you to think that he's, well, I mean, the, the, you know, that he's going to put the cigarette out on the guy's hand or something yeah. or something worse. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the punishment ends up uh, that he humiliates the guy by making him get up there in his underwear and dance around on stage. Um, and, and, and it's an interesting moment for the character, right? Yeah. Because we have been given this sort of hot head character. Like <laughs> when his father dies, <laughs> he's, his family, him and his father, apparently own this this strip club, and his father dies, and he's very upset about it. And he's behind the bar at the strip club that they owe they own, and there's a guy, just another guy standing there. And Nicholas Cage just starts beating him about the head, yelling, "My father's dead!" and breaks up. I think he breaks a bottle over the guy's head. He does. I mean, he's just. There's so many scenes where he's portrayed as like this weird lunatic. Um, but you do get to see, like, he, you know, he, he clearly loved his father. And when this guy, uh, you know, uh, grabs this dancer at the club, uh, he brings him over and he puts the guy up there and he humiliates him. But he also gives this speech about how it's not easy to be a dancer up there. And it's, you know, what makes it harder is, is when people make her uncomfortable and she's got to do her job and that sort of thing. Um, so there's an interesting side to the character that gets shown a few times. Which, and it's so weird, because when there are inconsistencies in Sam Jackson's character, you feel like it's bad writing. I genuinely felt like there was something going on behind the scenes yeah. with this character, where it's like, why does one of these things make him angry and not the other thing? You know, because <laughs> I, I think because it was less of a stereotype, like we see a lot of hot-headed cop stereotypes Mm -hmm. uh so maybe that just felt like kind of inconsistent or glossed over this one i really was like what is it about bench pressing these dancers <laughs> <laughs> that makes him calm in this one situation like yeah. i don't know i i it felt like there was a trail of breadcrumbs there that just didn't lead to anything <laughs> yeah and it's unfortunate in a better movie maybe we would have gotten to, to find out um all right, I yeah, I'm I'm pretty much done with with Kiss of Death. You want to get into the bees on this thing? Yeah. What, what is that? What is that? What is it? Oh no, not the bees! Not the bees! Ah! All right, we give each movie um, two scores. Um, one is the Nick Nick Cage score, and it is not only a, a score of Nicolas Cage's performance, but the film's use of Nicolas Cage, and then the other score is. Uh, just a score for the film overall. Um, Kat, what do you give Kiss of Death for a Nicolas Cage score? 
I give it a 4.5. Uh, he was criminally underutilized in this, uh, but he is also the saving grace of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, You've got me rethinking my score now. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, because I had so much fun watching him in the scenes that he is on screen. Yeah. Um, but I will I will admit that he doesn't, we don't get enough of him, but I just had so much fun that I, I give it an 8.5. Oh, wow. Uh, this is one of our biggest differences in a while. Yeah, like I just really enjoyed what he was doing. I mean, bench pressing the dancer, that was so good. That, I'm about three of my points for the bench pressing the dancer. Just doing that and pummeling the man yelling, my dad's dead. I mean, it was just... I, <laughs> There was so much great Nicolas Cage, I thought. Uh, just a lot of fun. Um, and really, I do wish there was more of his character, though. I, I, I will admit that. and I, Because his character is the only thing that was getting me through this movie. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we definitely could have used more of it. Um, what do you give Kiss of Death overall? Overall, I gave it a three. I, I felt bad coming down from my Nick Cage score because I... Him bench pressing the dancer was my favorite part of the movie. Yes. Uh, the, the scene with the uh, cigarette was my second favorite part of the movie. I feel like I'm not giving any like points or consideration to Sam Jackson, but it just like, because if I had to choose a third moment, it would be the explanation about his eye. Like I thought mm -hmm. that was really good. Um, but also even even if you factor him in, I felt like I had to wait so long in between these like little good moments of the movie right. that it just got so bogged down. And I, I can see that. I, and I also, didn't know we, what was happening. We talk about not getting enough Nicolas Cage. There's even less Samuel L. Jackson. There's way less of him. Yeah. Even. yeah. Um. All right. Well, use your I talent. Think, yeah. Well, <laughs> movie. Come on. Yeah, I, I think my expectations going into this were extremely low because I remembered hating this movie before, and I didn't hate it nearly as much this time, um, and I'm giving it a 5.5. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just feeling generous. I don't know. Um, again, it's not a good movie, but it's far from the worst thing that we've watched. It is far from the worst thing that we've watched. And... um. Yeah, I you know, again, I, I I can't imagine I'll ever watch this film again. <laughs> but uh, you know, I I'm not mad that I that I watched it and um uh it it's better than I remembered it being. Uh although again, not saying much. <laughs> uh so that's going to do it for Kiss of Death. Uh now we start a great run of movies next week. Uh what are we watching next week? Next week is yeah. the 1995 movie Leaving Las Vegas. Okay. Have you seen Leaving Las Vegas? I have not seen Leaving Las Vegas. Oh, cat! I can't believe you haven't seen this movie. I know. I'm excited. Uh, right, Leaving well, Las Vegas was one of the ones that, like, when we started talking about doing this podcast, I was excited to get to. Because mm -hmm. I know it's like, I think it might be probably the most famous Nick Cage movie that I've just never seen. Yeah. Yeah. It is also the one that uh, Nicolas Cage won his Academy Award for. Yeah. Um, and there was a long stretch of time where this was my favorite movie ever. Ooh, okay. Um, I have not watched this movie in probably 15 years at this point. Um, so I'm very excited to, to go back and revisit this movie because yeah, there was definitely a stretch of time where, uh, this was my favorite movie. Um, 
and then it was replaced by the godfather after i finally got around to watching that and then the shape of water is just amazing so um but yeah leaving las vegas is is i can't wait to sit down and watch it that's exciting i'm also i'm really excited to finally be getting to this one so yeah that will be next week on the nick fucking woo cage cast um cat where can people find you uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore velour. You can check out my website, catvalour.com. I've got books. Uh, you can check out the other show that I do with Rob, Slasher Radio, which you probably right. already listened to if you're here. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> and if you listen to the newest episode, I'm sorry. I know it sucked. <laughs> uh, actually, I, I'm going to try and rush to get this one out so that we're not behind an episode again or behind two weeks. Okay. So this will come out before that comes out. But the, the one coming out sucks. <laughs> the one right? coming out. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. Um, Mikey's going to be so pissed. He's going to be pissed. <laughs> At least we'll know he listens. We'll yeah, have like, yeah. irrefutable evidence. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can find me on Twitter. Um, I'm at RadioRob123. That's pretty much across all social media except for TikTok. Fuck that one guy. Um. And join us next week because we're going to be talking about uh, the 1995 movie Leaving Las Vegas.